All right, welcome back for episode 15 of a Run and Thought podcast. Coming to you from Keo, Hawaii, on top of a volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. That's about the third or fifth time that I've tried to get through that intro. But here we are once again. Thank you for joining me. And it's been crazy. How about you? How's your life been? Uh, probably crazy too, because uh, every morning I get up and turn on the news and some other crazy things happening. Uh, but anyways, um, it's been interesting. A lot less fireworks this year than uh, normal. There's a little bit going off right now. You can probably hear it, but there's nothing I can really do about that. Um, I've got some funny stories to tell. So hang in. I mean, they're my funny stories, so you might not find them humorous or even mildly amusing, but um, I'm going to try my best attempt at humor and get you updated on uh, all the goings-on down on Beach Road. Uh, Let's see, where to begin? My son's birthday is coming up in a couple days, and so we've got all his stuff wrapped. Um mentioned on the last podcast that I got him a bunch of running stuff and so uh, I've since been (laughs) chided while sharing that information with uh, some friends Um, and uh, basically you know it boiled down to uh, is this your dream or is this your is this what your son wants for his birthday and I I can honestly say like a hundred percent without without any doubt uh, or uncertainty. My son absolutely does not want to go running with me on a regular basis, but the point of uh, getting this stuff for him is, number one, so he'll be just as prepared as me, um, and because I want to teach him about, you know, having the the right gear, and I know I, I speak a lot about you don't need um, the fanciest stuff and and all that jazz, but you do need at a bare minimum the right kind of stuff. So when you're going to be out running, you don't want to be chafing. You don't want to have to be pulling your shorts up uh, every 20 seconds. Um, You want stuff that fits good and and that won't um, leave you hurting in pain. Um, And I just want to teach them the rules of the road, like how to get out and uh, enjoy running, how to you know, quote unquote, do it right or do it the best that I've learned how to do it. Um, kind of pass that on to him. And, you know, it may be that he absolutely hates it. Um, but I just know, like, thinking back on my life, I had almost zero contact with my father from the age of um, zero to uh, about 13. And so, uh, by the time I actually had a relationship with my dad, there was already a 13-year void. Um, so growing up, didn't get to play catch, uh, didn't get to, uh, you know, have um, my father in my life. I had some father figures in my life, and, you know, I'm I'm certainly appreciative of them because uh, God only knows what I would have turned out like without them, uh, at least. But, um, the thing is there's no replacement really for your own, um, dad. And, um, 
I didn't get to have that. And I've definitely, you know, got a whole, I've got suitcases and suitcases of issues. Um, I don't want my son to have that. And if he is going to have, you know, uh, dad issues when, when he gets older, I want him to be because uh, he he decided not to spend time with me and not, you know, the other way around. That I just ignored him for his entire life. And I don't want to give the impression that my dad ignored me. Uh, there were a lot of um, circumstances, you know. I, I don't doubt that now that he knows me, um, he, he probably um, wishes he could ignore me a little bit more. But, um, but now he's stuck with me now. And, uh, you know, we do have a father-son relationship, and that's all great. But I don't want to um, harp on this subject too much, but, uh, yeah, just said all that to say, you know, no, I'm not forcing, I'm not taking my son on, uh, forced marches through the desert. Um, I'm trying to, you know, have, make some memorable moments and show him a few things. And, you know, if he likes trail running, then, which I think he's going to, um, if past events have, uh, been any, any indicator, um, I think he will, um, once he figures out that every, uh, trip that I take out the door is not a death march through, you know, jungle or desert or, or whatever. So he's had some good experiences, uh, and he's had some that I know, you know, pushed him cause they, they pushed me even a little bit. And also, uh, the other, uh, adults that were with us, you know, we did, uh, I've mentioned this before, we we did, I think it was 18-mile round trip, and, and that was through uh, some pretty tough terrain, but he stuck it out. He, he held in there. There was some times where he got a little cranky, but, you know, I knew that all he needed was food and to rest for a minute and drink some uh, scratch, and he'd be okay, and he was. Um but yeah, it's just these things that I feel like I can pass on to him because God knows uh, I can't pass on like super intelligence or um, any kind of like actual athletics <laughs> because I've never been really all that good at anything. I've done all I can with uh, soccer and actually um, if it wasn't for COVID, he'd be under the tutelage of uh, another coach besides me that um knows what they're doing but uh yeah so his birthday's coming up I'm excited to see you know what his reaction will be to to getting these uh trail running type items I've been thinking about getting him a Garmin I don't want to get him a 945 or whatever I've got I don't feel like he needs something that um, that overboard, but um, I mean, I don't really feel like I actually need something that overboard. I just really thought it was a cool, um, a cool watch, so I, that's why I've got it. Uh, I like the Pulse Ox and um, the uh, Pulse on the wrist. I hate wearing those stupid um, heart monitor straps, but anyways. Uh, I've been thinking about getting him, like, a, a cheaper Garmin, just, you know, to kind of really get him outfitted. But 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting thing number one. Uh, exciting thing number two, we had our final, um, our final presentation. We'll say not final exam, but final presentation for uh, the first class in grad school last Thursday. And it went surprisingly well. Um, we ended up getting a pretty good grade um, out of it. And so I was super happy about that. And I'm glad that that was over. Unfortunately, it's a um, fast-paced program. So I'm starting a brand new class on this Thursday. And I've already got seven books to buy and an assignment due um, it originally was due on the first day of class, and then uh, the professor went and changed it to uh, two days after the first class. Uh, so back at it. And it seems like this program, it's just a constant barrage of uh, new assignments, basically like a new assignment each each week. And each one is uh, super layered and complex, so... Uh, but so far, I'm enjoying it. Got a good group. Um, I'm hoping that I'll get the same group for this next uh, go-around. We really uh, gelled pretty well. And um, anyways, uh, that was the second good thing. Let's see, what else is good? Um, days off. I had some, some days off. Uh some of those because I had to work on school stuff. Some of those because I had a migraine. Um, so it's been a mixed bag. I've got a couple of days off. The end of this week, we're going to go to the other side of the island and take a, um, a boat trip. Um, there was a special discount on boat trips for uh, people in the medical field. And so... We're going to go do that, and then um, my son's birthday. So, awesome stuff. Uh, Some stuff that's not too awesome, uh, I'll tell you a funny, not funny story about um, my MacBook. I'm recording this on the uh, Mac desktop because, a little bit of foreshadowing there, um, because the other day, uh, I think it was last, it was last week, but I can't remember what day. I want to say like Monday or Tuesday or something like that. So I'm in my truck and I always bring with me to work uh, one bottle of Pepsi and one bottle of Gatorade and I'll have like some assorted uh, other items that I don't like to carry in my hands, okay? So some of you have already figured this out. Uh, I always take my MacBook with me to work because, number one, uh, I need it for my class. And so uh, it being, like, the final week, I wanted to have it with me every day uh, just in case I needed to get on there uh, for any reason and look at any kind of uh, assignments or anything like that. Uh, then also uh, class starts at 2 and I get off at uh, 2.30 so I usually take my lunch break to do um, the beginning of class so I always have my my uh, MacBook with me 
And the other reason is because I don't want to get stolen. If somebody comes and steals everything in the house, at least I would have my MacBook, one computer, and I could still do my podcast and schoolwork and um, whatever else I would need a computer for. Um, so yeah, that said, I carry my computer in a bag to keep it protected. A little bit of foreshadowing. So I don't like carrying a bunch of stuff in my hand because frankly, it just makes me look, um, 10% less cool than I already don't look cool. So put stuff in my bag. This is a habit. And that day was not unlike any other. I put the uh, bottle of Pepsi, 24 ounces, again, foreshadowing, uh, into my bag. No big deal. Uh, Everything's fine. I begin to walk from my truck to where I work, the office that I work in which is maybe like a minute, two minute walk from where I had parked. Most of you are, I got this figured out. Uh, I feel something on my leg, right? It kind of feels like a little tingle, maybe a little wetness. But I think, you know, I run all the time. I sleep in um, a recliner because I... I seem to do better if I sleep on my back. And if I'm on a bed, um, number one, I can't sleep with other people because I'm really a light sleeper and I wake up too much. And then also uh, I have the tendency to roll over on my side or uh, my stomach. And that really hurts my back and I don't sleep as well. So I like to sleep in a recliner um, by myself. And... I forgot why I'm telling you the story <laughs> about how I sleep. Um, why am I telling you the story about how I sleep? Anyways, I'll, I'll connect those dots, I'm sure, later. Um, so I get to, oh, yeah, 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 that's why. Because the tingle on my leg, because of running and all this crap and, and uh, sleeping the wrong way and this and that. I always have little uh, aches and pains and tingles and, you know, I'm just, I'm pushing 40. It's not long. It's fastly approaching. Uh, this These things just come with the territory. So I literally had the thought, it's just psychosomatic. You're just imagining a tingle in your leg, freaking stop being a wuss and get to your office and start your day. So I get to my office and I open up my bag and guess what? The entire bottle, 24 ounces of Pepsi, well, except for the one little sip that I took out of it um, on my way driving into work. Uh, The rest of the bottle was in the bottom of my computer bag, um, along with my computer. And some of it had gone inside of my computer. And so it was done. It was completely done. So I... uh, I ran to the bathroom with the uh, computer. I started shaking, <laughs> trying to get all of the uh, Diet Pepsi that I could out of every uh, orifice, which isn't many on the uh, 2020 MacBook. There's only like three or four holes in that thing. I'm shaking uh, vigorously 
trying not to let it slip out and cause more damage, uh, but also shake all of the, the Pepsi that I could out of it. So while I'm shaking it, I accidentally push the uh, on button. It turns on, so I know it was working. Unfortunately, once you uh, complete the circuit and add power to the circuit uh, and it's wet, bad things are bound to happen. So, of course, um, it did turn off, or I turned it off, but then uh, it never came back to life. So I um, was bummed, but uh, surprisingly, uh, maybe it was because I just still haven't realized the gravity of the situation, or maybe it's just because I've had uh, probably the worst the worst years of my life within the last five years. Uh, safe to say. Yeah, definitely the worst years of my life. So many horrible... Uh, well, no, not the worst. My worst years were my, ch- my entire childhood, but <laughs> my worst adult years were like the last five years. And so I think all of the other stuff in comparison to um, just getting Pepsi in the MacBook... Uh, yeah, I wasn't super happy, but, um, I was okay. I put it into perspective and, um, I, you know, I realized that it's kind of a first world problem and really, uh, not worth getting upset about. There's far worse things, um, happening to focus on and, uh, be upset about. So I took it to the, uh, authorized Mac repair place uh and i'm not really used to uh owning apple products so it was a little bit a little bit of a shock for uh the repair but you know it is what it is i look at it like a um idiot tax for morons that um put liquids inside of their computer bag and um don't pay attention when their leg feels a little wet So lesson learned there, but the bummer is I have to use this uh, desktop to do my podcast, and that means that I'm kind of at the mercy of my soon-to-be 10-year-old. I have to pry him off of the computer, and so right now he's with his mom while she's doing um, Fit by Zumba, or she's instructing it, actually. and so I had a little time, so I thought I would do one of these here podcasts. And um, I don't have my computer for, for school for a little bit, but hopefully it'll be a quick turnaround. Anyways, enough about that. Um, what else has happened? Oh, yeah. So I've been on some pretty cool runs back up at um volcano because they did open part of that part of the park is open um they did close it past a certain point which i can never remember uh most of the the names uh especially the hawaiian names i'm sorry um i could definitely look it up and maybe i should do that while i'm talking to you but so i have been on um couple couple runs up there since they sort of reopened the trails and it's been nice to get back up there uh, when we first moved here I used to run around 
the neighborhoods, so like Orchid Land and Hawaiian Paradise Park, and that's those are okay places to run, but um, there's lots of dogs tied up in people's yards or loose uh, in people's yards or loose in the street, uh, or sometimes not even people's dogs, just dogs running around. Um, so there's also fast-moving vehicles. People drive like crazy. Um, so running inside the neighborhood, while there is certainly enough um, distance, this, the neighborhood that I live in is uh, six miles by, by six miles, and uh, there was a fire truck or transfer truck or something going down Paradise Drive. Uh, there's enough distance for sure. You could host, uh, I was going to say hold, but then I decided to say host. You could host uh, like marathons and stuff inside of our neighborhood for sure. Um, you could host an ultra inside of our neighborhood if you wanted to. Just uh, do S, you know, go to the end of the road, make a, a right, and then go down that road to the other end make a left, so on and so forth, down to the, the ocean and then back. Um, yeah, so let me go ahead and focus on getting this map for Volcano National Park up. I've got the paper ones. I've got a ton of paper ones. I don't have them handy. I don't want to make you guys wait, even through the magic of... Um, pausing the recording and then getting back on. So I'm looking at Haleakala, which is not on this island. They kind of tricked me. Let's see. They're asking. Okay, let me pull up the map. Oop, just had it. Okay. So, I do believe that uh, Puuhuluhulu is as far as you can go. I think the roads are closed past that. Um, and that, and actually the one, the road that goes out to the uh, kind of desert camp area, that has also been closed the last few times I've been up there. So... If you're going to Volcano, just know that you're going to be on the trail, on like Devastation Trail and uh, the the Byron um, Ridge Trail, like those that are up sort of proximal to the um, visitor center. There's nothing wrong with those trails whatsoever. Uh, it's just that so little trails are open and so many people are visiting the park now because there ain't jack else to do. Um, that it can get a little crowded just depending on the day of the week and the weather and, um, and all that. So, uh, but cool thing that I discovered last weekend, I believe it was on Saturday. I went for kind of like a twofer. I was originally going to run out, um, the trail that goes down to the Pu'o lookout. And there's like a campsite. It's like a remote campsite down there. But I believe that trail closes um, well before you get to uh, the Pu'u'o lookout. 
Um, you know what? Actually, I'm going to have to pause this recording anyway because I'm getting an alert that the keyboard batteries are very low. So I'm going to pause and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to find batteries. Legend has it um, that there would be a son born unto us. And that son would turn uh, about 10 and use up all the damn batteries in the house. So it took me forever to find the right size batteries to go in this keyboard. Uh, but I finally did. So yeah, talking about uh, Volcano, there's all kinds of uh, guidance on what's closed and um, and all that. So I don't want to read it all, actually. I was thinking about reading it because it's often nice to just uh, hear a soothing voice read the uh, park closures. But if you want to see them, just go to nps.gov um, slash havo like Hawaiian volcano, right? H-A-V-O slash plan your visit slash conditions dot H-T-M. And that will tell you all the alerts and conditions and all that jazz. Um, or I think an easier address that you can go to is just uh, nps.gov slash H-A-V-O slash index dot htm i don't know that's really not easier just google uh hawaiian volcanoes national park you can look at all that but anyway it's a it's a beautiful park it is kind of the jewel of uh big island i think because there's no place else uh, quite like it on the entire big island we're lucky that um that we have it and uh who knows how long it will <laughs> it will be there in its current state. Uh, things change from day to day. But it's nice to be on the trails. And so I got to go on some, um, you know, just five miles on a, um, just a jaunt out onto kind of like a trail that, um, it's the Puhululu Trail, I do believe. And, um... It keeps going. I want to say like round trip is 14 miles. So I think it's seven miles out and then um, seven miles back. I can't find a map that's giving me exactly what I want to see. These maps don't zoom very well. Or I don't know how to use the zoom on this thing let's see there we go all right so which trail did i go on so yeah so there's a um, napau crater okay yeah so napau trail um stems off i believe from the trail that I was on, or no, it was, yeah, Pu'uhulu, uh, that is on the side of Napau Trail, and so that's what I was actually on, and it says that it is seven miles, and so Napau is 
uh, Napa'u Crater is the, um, it's kind of like the stopping point. There's a um, campsite down there with like, I think a composting toilet. And um, you can see Pu'u'o'o, uh, which is no longer erupting, I don't think. I think that's an accurate statement. Um, but I believe that you cannot even go that far. I don't even know if you can go five miles onto Napa'u Trail. I'm not sure. Um, actually, I've got a map in my truck. Let me just go get it. I'll be right back. All right, so I'm back, but I was thinking that the map that they gave me recently, uh, which is just on like a 14 by uh, 11, I think, sheet of uh, Xerox paper. I was thinking that it would give the, uh, the updated closures, but I don't think that it does because it doesn't really have big X's and it looks like from this piece of paper that you could actually go to um, the Holei Sea Arch, which is way down near um, the emergency access road. Um, so yeah, so sorry, I can't help you with the exact uh, places that are closed, but anyways, um, so yeah, so I did uh, two, about two and a half miles out the Napa'u Trail and then two and a half back, and I'll bet you that I barely got past Pu'uhuluhulu. Um, I did get to go up to, there's like a overlook, like the trail um, splits, and you can go up, so I got some good elevation on that run. And I got to go up and down on the way out and um, up and down on the way back. So that was good. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for that one, I think it did actually, my Garmin did actually uh, upload that to Strava. But the second run I did, um, and oh, by the way, I didn't feel like testing the limits of that trail and kind of going, I was, I would have if it would have been a clearer day, clearer day, and um, if there would have been a little bit more people out, um, that's the problem with the park nowadays is that there's not that many people um, past, like, kind of the parking lot, right? So uh, at least not on this particular trail. So you got a lot of people proximal to the parking lot, but then you start getting out further and further, less and less people, and then I don't ever know when there's going to be a sign. They're really good about marking the closed areas, um, or at least from everything that I've seen, they've always been really good about marking closed areas in uh, Volcano Park, but um, you never know. And I didn't want to get too far out and then uh, get in a situation and realize that nobody's coming to look for me. And, um, you know, all, there's no hope. So, uh, I just turned around at two and a half miles, which doesn't seem like that much, but, um, you go run it. Okay, pal, you go out there and run across the, uh, dangerous slippery lava. Cause, oh, by the way, it was, uh, raining that day as well. Uh, so it's not as easy as it sounds. 
two and a half miles over that stuff, but um, it was good, and I'm not complaining, and uh, I had fun. It was nice to get back out on that trail because I hadn't been in such a long time. Eventually, I hope that they will open it um, on up and you can go back down to Napago Crater and the Google Overlook, but uh, time will tell. So for the second half of that day, I decided to go back up towards the visitor center and park um, in the Devastation Trail parking lot. And then I didn't go on Devastation Trail, but I did um, I did go back south. And there's a place where there's a crosswalk. And then you can get on a little trail that um, I used to think went about two and a half miles and kind of ended at the Thurston Lava Tube. A little bit of foreshadowing there. So this time I was... Uh, I was running this trail, and it goes, so it's kind of completely different from the uh, Napalu Trail. Napalu Trail is like a volcanic wasteland of like steam vents and um, solid rock, uh, hard lava, and you've got beautiful um, ohia, and maybe it's not ohia, but maybe some kind of shrub that looks a lot like ohia that the name escapes me right now, but, um, but yeah, so it's kind of sparse vegetation wise, mostly like just, uh, black, uh, hard, hardened lava. Um, the second trail that I did was, um, kind of like opposite. It's softer, um, dirt slash mud ground, like rainforest surroundings, a lot of ferns, um, and a lot of birds, saw a lot of birds that day. Um, so that was nice. And I got to the two, two and a half point, and then there's a horse gate and there's a pig gate. And this was like right at Thurston Lava Tubes. And so, uh, I went through the gate cause I always do. Cause even though Thurston Lava Tubes closed, I'm a rebel and, uh, I like to just go, I don't go into the tubes because of course that's closed and I'm not that much of a rebel, but I do go on the little paved uh, walkway back in there. And so as I'm coming through the gate, there's a couple that's walking back from like towards where the Thurston lava tubes were. And so I'm like, hmm, where were they? Like, what were they doing? Um, and I was also like, I do not want to turn around now because then I'm going to pass them again and that's going to be weird because uh, that's how my mind works. So I decided uh, on this day, I you know, two and a half miles wasn't really doing it for me uh, on that trail. I was, um, I was feeling gassed out for sure. Like the, the, first, uh, the first five on um, Napalu Trail it kind of did me in, like it gassed me out. I hadn't had a, like a lot for breakfast that day and I had drank some, uh, beers the night before. We'll talk about that later. Um, which I don't normally do, but again, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so I was really gassed out on the second trail, but I was thinking, you know, this is 
opportunity right here. I am feeling, um, you know, gassed out. So let's go ahead and keep moving because this is good training for when this comes up in uh, any race or uh, just any time that I'm out uh, doing long distance and then I, I, it hits me. Um, and so I decided to keep going. I, I went over the paved trail, which is not much, that goes past uh, the trail that leads down to um, there's some lava tubes. And then I come out on the other side on uh, what looks like a access road, like a gravel road slash horse trail. There's no markings. Um, like I said before, they do a pretty good job of marking off stuff that uh, is closed or out of bounds. There's really no questioning, um, unless you're a complete moron, of what is closed inside of uh, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And so they did have the trail down to Thurston Lava Tube closed, but this horse trail was wide open. So I just kept going, and uh, it actually went, I think, how far did it go? Like maybe another mile, something like that, um, on this horse trail. I might be lying. I might be wrong. I think I ended up doing six miles altogether. So, yeah, about, about another mile. Sorry, my family came home. Um, I don't know why, but I don't like to do my podcast in front of my family. So I stopped, even though they can totally listen to this uh, anytime they want to on the internet. Um, but yeah, so I think I blathered on about the uh, park forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't finish my story. So I, sorry, I just banged on the desk too and made a loud noise. So I go down this horse trail. I think it was like a another mile. So a round trip, six miles. I think total for the day was like 11 miles. So that was good for me. And it was at um, a lot higher elevation than I'm used to. So I think um, all in all, uh, the elevation I think is like 3,980 feet up there at Volcano, and so uh, what I've been doing is uh, very close to zero um, above sea level down on Beach Road, and so I definitely know notice a difference um, when I do go up to Volcano and do, um, you know, some hill climbs or something like that. The, the weekend before this last one, I went up there and did... Um, devastation trail and went down into the crater and then back up over towards the um, volcano house and I went out through the um, sulfur fields and then back around all the way back out to excuse me to um, devastation trail parking lot that's where I parked and so I didn't bring any food with me that day because I wasn't planning on doing any kind of crazy uh, distance and by the time I got back into um, KL, like I was feeling um, like low blood sugar or something effects, like um, just not really tunnel vision, but um, the sun was like messing with my eyes and uh, I couldn't like focus uh, 
because I think it was just from not eating and then, sorry, I keep banging this desk. <laughs> there, I just did it again. Uh, I think it was from doing that workout at that elevation. I know people are out there laughing because um, it's 3,980 feet. Uh, but hey, whatever, man. I'm used to running down by this beach because of the COVID. The COVID has got me locked up. Um, but yeah. So rainforest run, little um, lava run. So that was good stuff. And then finding that new horse trail. And so actually there is, um, so I turned, I turned left. And that took me towards Thurston Lava too. But you can also turn right. And there's another gate uh, down the hill. And I have no idea where that goes. No idea. And so, again, I've said this before, um, it never ceases to amaze me how many places there are that I have no knowledge of, like just right under my nose. And so I'm always discovering um, a new place to run or um, just a new place in general, just things that I never knew existed. Uh, and so that was my good day at Volcano. And on the way back to the house, of course, I did bring food that day, so I... I ate and then um, headed back towards the house, but I got to stop off. A friend of a friend was having a small get-together for the 4th of July, and they were, like, grilling outside, and um, it just happened to be at a coffee shop, and I just happened to get some coffee while I was there. Uh, Free coffee. Thank you very much. But I'm going to try to find this place so I don't butcher the name. But I believe it was um, Koana Coffee Shop. And this is in Mountain View. Sorry, i got to turn this uh, keyboard back on. Koana Coffee... Mountain View. Yep, that's it. So it's um, Koana. It's just called Koana. And um, it looks like it is open on uh, Tuesdays through Saturdays. Closed on um, Mondays and Sundays, it looks like. Um, But open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I would go in there and buy a cup of coffee for sure. Matter of fact, I may start just making that part of my trip um, since I know that the the owner, I guess, is a friend of a friend and they had some damn good coffee. Um, so if you are in Mountain View, look for Koana Coffee. Koana Coffee. And they do not have a website, but they're on Facebook. So maybe I need to talk to them about that. I need to hook them up with a website. Who knows? But anyway, so super nice people too. I didn't stay long, but it was nice to to hang out with some folks for a minute and drink some coffee and exchange some stories and get ridiculed and then uh, come back home and have a little festivities of my own um 
other good thing, I'll talk about the festivities in a minute, but other good thing that has happened um, recently, I finally got my greenhouse, like maybe like a, eh, it's been close to a month ago, and I put the thing together, but um, there's a cuckoo clock. I put the thing together, but um, I had not really done much with it. I had some shutters that I took off the house because they were non-functional and um, kind of, they didn't have shutters on every window, so it was like mismatched. So I took them off, and um, I was able to make some tables to put inside the greenhouse um, out of those kind of repurposed those shutters. And so I finally got around to doing that this this past weekend and planted some stuff, and it looks like I've already got some okra or something growing in there. Um, and so that was cool. Good to see that. Um, not going to waste anymore. It's been just sitting in the yard uh, for a little bit. Uh, and so on to the uh, festivities. So I tell you, like when they say drinking puts on weight, it definitely does. I, um, for whatever reason, decided that I needed to purchase um, alcoholic beverages for the weekend before last. I think we were planning on maybe having some some folks over, but um, in the end, it didn't work out because nobody that I invited actually came over. Uh, big surprise. But um, I had gotten some beer, and I just, I kind of, I usually stick to what I know and what I like um, because Hawaii is such a tropical climate. Um, I usually drink the same beer that I drank when I was in Okinawa, and um, that's Orion, just because it's a very uh, light, you know, kind of refreshing beer. But I do not drink that much. Like, very rarely do I um, partake in alcohol. So um, I was at the store, and I was looking around, and something caught my eye. And I didn't get the uh, Orion, um, even though it is like one of my favorite beers, because um, I got distracted by this um, 2020 Bigfoot barley wine style ale that's made by Sierra Nevada. And it's got um, a Bigfoot on the label in a little forest. And then it looks like a um, prospector with his donkey that's loaded down with prospecting equipment and they are frightened at the sight of Bigfoot in the woods and so I got it for a few reasons I if you know me which nobody does because I don't have any friends and nobody likes me but uh, if you do if you did know me uh, you would know that anything with Bigfoot on it I'm I'm game so I don't know if I really believe in Bigfoot at least not like the um the people on the documentaries do. I, I want to believe. I've kind of like got a, um, a Mulder um, outlook on Bigfoot. I want to believe, but I don't really know. Um, all signs point to no, basically. Uh, but yeah, so Bigfoot's on there. So that's a shoe in for me. And then the barley wine thing kind of, I, I don't know what that is. I was not familiar 
Um, had I known or had I paid a little bit more attention, I probably wouldn't have got this because, like I said before, I don't drink that much. Um, but so this stuff is 9.6% by volume. And it's not horrible, but it does um, it does definitely taste like alcohol. And so um, I've actually got a bottle out because I didn't want to mess up all the details. I'm going to put it back in my refrigerator, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Uh, so I drank one bottle of that, or actually... I drank one third of a bottle of that. Um, and this was not the 4th of July weekend, but the weekend before. Um, and it was, you know, I, I didn't even, I didn't even try to get, um, buzzed off of that stuff. And so now I've got five more in my refrigerator and I guess I'll just leave them there until a special occasion or, or something. But, um, but yeah, so uh, my uh, this computer was prompting for low batteries on the keyboard, but I just replaced the batteries, so I don't know how they could be low again. I think that it's being silly. But anyways, um, I went to the stores last weekend on like Friday or Saturday. And they had Hoppy Packs from Red Hook, which is another beer that I really like. Um, so this was all, this was like a pack of IPAs. I think they're all IPAs, but like different flavors. So there was like a peach one and there was something called like Robato and um, one that was um, Headlime. They all have uh, cool names, but I can't remember them. Busta, Busta Lime or something like that. I, whatever. Uh so I had those, but didn't drink a bunch of those. I don't know why this turned into a conversation about alcohol, but I, I just thought I would tell you about the assorted alcohols that I purchased. Um, uh, it really had nothing to do with anything. I didn't, like, get uh, wasted or, or anything. I don't really drink to excess, but it was nice to have that hoppy pack. It was... Um, Okay, I'm not really a huge IPA fan, but um, I liked it. The ones that I tried. Uh, but yeah, so the, the funny things about um, the get-together for the 4th of July, I, I stopped and visited um, my friend, and he was with his friend. So it was like friend of a friend, and there were other friends that I don't, I don't know any of them except for my friend, and he had, um, he's got, uh, not a roommate, but somebody that's renting, um, the guest house of his property that just moved, uh, this week, I think, or maybe, maybe not this week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, but it's kind of brand new to the island, and I uh, was hanging out with, uh, my buddy, and so they were planning on leaving that party at some point, and then coming to, uh, my house to hang out and so they did later on and we've watched Adam Sandler movies and um, just kind of grilled out with uh, my family and my friend and his uh, not roommate but uh, renter I guess um, slash co-worker I believe um, and that was fun and so it, during that uh, 
we have a very uh our friendship is based on um sarcasm snark and like ripping on each other so (laughs) my buddy uh he says to me this is later after um we're at my house and i'm i'm like cooking on the grill or whatever he says to me uh you know my my uh roommate you know whatever uh renter friend i don't think he called him renter friend or roommate but uh he's you get the picture. He says, you know, he was surprised because he said that you don't really look like an ultra runner. (laughs) And so that was funny to me. I've got a pretty good sense of humor about, uh, my appearance and how little I look like really anything, uh, close to athletic or, um, a runner or whatever. So that I found hilarious. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, he says he didn't think you looked anything like a ultra runner. He was surprised about that, but he did say that you have some pretty attractive calves, and so that was even more funny. Uh, and I don't know if the the poor guy said that I had attractive calves or if my friend was just embellishing. I, I I'm inclined to think that my friend was embellishing a little bit just in order to uh, embarrass him and me a little bit. But uh, that was funny. I I appreciated the the ripping, um, and I've said on this podcast before, and I'll say it uh, again. Like I openly apologize for <laughs> running shirtless in all the areas that I do so, and uh, I don't ever take myself you know seriously in that light. Um, I don't ever think I look like a, a badass because. I've seen too many uh, race photos <laughs> to to let that um, to let that mental image take over. Like I know I know what I look like out there, but I do it because I like it, and um, I, I'm fine. There's nothing I can do about uh, my appearance. Believe me, I I do all that I can. I run almost every day, so. I guess if I ran like 20 miles a day, maybe I would look a little different. Or if I stopped eating um, for a month or so. But anyways, I'm not going to do that. I thought it was funny. I'm trying to think of some other good rips. The the night were full of them. The night was full of them. But we just had fun. Um, I think we watched. What do we watch? Uh, I get them all mixed up because I've been watching a lot of... Um, Sandler movies. Netflix is full of them. Uh, I think he had to do, excuse me, I think he had to do a lot of, um, a lot of comedies in order to get permission to do the, um, this kind of sad one that he did about the, the guy that gambles, um, uncut gems or, or I forgot the name of it. I like that movie. Um, I just can't remember the name of it, but, uh, but yeah, so, what were the names of some of those that we watched? Do do I know one of them was uh, Father of the Year, and then the one before that. It was one with him and David Spade, where um, he's like a Adam Sandler is like a secret agent, and David Spade's like living a double life. 
I'll find it. Uh, looking, looking, looking. The do-over. Yeah, that's a great. Um, that's a great one on Netflix. There's a bunch of them. Like I liked um, Sandy Wex, Sandy Wexler. I thought that was all right. Do-over was really good, and then the one that he did with. Um, Jennifer Anderson, the uh, Jennifer Andes, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, sorry, uh, murder mystery. That one was good too. Anyway, so that's what we did. We we watched those that thirteen year old humor, and um, ate a bunch of grilled meats and watermelon, and um, I drank a couple of beers, and uh, like I was saying, I told you I would get back to that. Um, so I think I had, you know, a couple, you know, two or three beers, like three nights in a row. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, just, you know, we grilled out, I think two out of three nights or maybe three out of three nights. Um, but while I'm sitting out there with the grill and I've, I've got the TV on, I, I sit and um, I'll have a little beer. Why not? So I think I gained <laughs> like... Uh, four or five pounds off of doing that for three nights. So I would definitely say, like, don't make drinking a habit uh, just for the weight gain perspective. I'm sure I'll, I'll burn that um, extra weight off, but I was surprised. And it may have also had something to do with all of the um, the food that we ate over the weekend. I, don't, I didn't really, like, gorge on food, but um, I probably ate more than usual plus um, drinking. So if you want to not get fat, um, don't drink every night. And I, I think it's not good for you because of uh, esophageal cancer and stuff like that too. So anyways, I'm going to take a sip of water here. But yeah, so all in all, pretty good weekend. And then um, I got back to running on Beach Road yesterday. And so remember I told you about the blind bad boys of Beach Road? Well, it's gotten worse. So not yesterday. Well, actually, yes, yesterday. But um, I think on Friday. I was out on Beach Road, and I was running. I think I did eight miles on Friday. And so these dogs, they all live. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the blind boys, the blind bad boys of Beach Road, there is a house that is about eh, half a mile from where I usually start uh, my runs. And... You can't really see the house from the road because it's covered um, with the jungle, underbrush and all that. There's a long driveway, I'm assuming, and you can always hear dogs out in the, in the kind of in the near distance, if that makes sense. So it's muffled dogs, but it doesn't sound like one or two or five dogs. It sounds more like... Uh, if you went to visit the Humane Society, you know, 
but it's all muffled, and so you really can't tell like how many dogs there are. Well, I know from the past, I've seen at least five dogs all together in a pack at the out at the end of this driveway. And so these are not, not big dogs. They're not super aggressive breeds. Um, not, not pit bulls or rottweilers or uh, pinchers or uh, shepherds or anything like that. They're little, um, I, I don't even know what to call them. They're not like little frou-frou dogs like uh, uh, Shih Tzu or something like that. But um, they're not big tough dogs either. But they're big enough to where um, if there's, you know, four or five of them and they start laying into you, um, you would have a bad day, right? Even if they got your calf or, or something like that, it, it wouldn't be pretty. And so um, I'd, I'd never underestimate dogs because, like I say, I've been bitten um, a couple times, been bitten in the face, and I've been bitten uh, right on my leg, like right in the calf. And uh, one of those was a family dog. The other one was a somebody else's family dog, just a good, um, good old chocolate lab probably a kind of gentle soul just got startled by me and um, decided he would take a bite of my leg. But anyways, uh, so I don't really take that for granted and I'm kind of weary of every dog that I encounter when I'm out on runs. And so uh, I'll get to the point, I believe it was Friday, I'll get, you know, I had gotten out late and so I needed to make some time. And so I started running um, before I usually would. Usually I'll take about a half mile and um, just walk, kind of like get everything, you know, kind of greased up, get the joints moving, kind of get a little bit of sweat going, um, reduce friction and, and all that. So I started running earlier. And so by the time I got to the house where these uh, dogs live, I guess they they noticed me running. I can't see them, but apparently they can see me because I started to hear the barking pick up. And so right as I passed the driveway, I heard a thud. And so it was kind of like a thud where a screen door might hit back on the, um, the door frame, you know, spring back and hit real hard like that thud. So I hear this thud. And I hear this aggressive little um, yippy like bark, and I didn't even take time to think it was just a fight or flight. Just in in the snap of a finger, uh, you know, I was like, "Oh fudge!" Except I didn't say fudge, right? So I just start hauling tail down this road as fast as I can. Uh, I weigh over 200 pounds, so I'm not like a super fast runner, but as fast as my legs could carry me, which is really not the right thing to do, but in the moment I wasn't even thinking. I start hauling tail. Sure enough, like at least five dogs come racing out of this driveway and start chasing me like aggressively. They were so fast. I couldn't believe how fast these dogs were. I turned around, right, because I wasn't gassed, but I just wanted to see, 
like how close these things were to me because I could hear the barking getting close, but I couldn't, I couldn't physically like see them. So I turn around and one of them is like right behind me. So lucky for me, these dogs weren't huge. And also lucky for me, these dogs were kind of only brave when my back was turned to them and I was running away. So as soon as I turned around, the dog that was right behind me stopped. So I kind of like yelled at him a little bit. I was like, you know, go home, whatever. Um, And he didn't really back off, but he didn't run at me anymore. And so I kind of just like started walking and kind of yelling at them all to to go back home. So nothing happened. They they went back eventually. I think they barked at me until I got out of view. And uh, I went for the rest of my run, however long that was. I can't remember if I did eight miles or five miles or what, but on the way back, sure enough, (laughs) I'm running by that house again and I would have thought that the owners would have like uh, put them back in a gate or put them in a house because we raised uh, quite a ruckus um, on the first go around but um, no such luck as soon as I passed that house I heard the barking again and there they were they zoomed out of the driveway and were running me down and so I just ran as fast as I could um, pretty much like back up the hill and part of the way back to my truck. They never did um, catch up with me, but that's a lesson for me. Uh, Don't run away from dogs because they will uh, definitely chase you then. And uh, it kind of gets them excited. I guess it's just they're going in for the, the kill so that primal instinct takes over. But yeah, lucky for me, they didn't catch me. But, uh, so that happened on, I think, Friday, and then uh, Saturday I was out at Volcano, and then uh, Sunday back out again, same thing, uh, except this time I was walking. I was walking past, and I thought I'd made it. I got past the driveway, and I was uh, maybe, I don't know, like 20 feet past the driveway walking, and all of a sudden... These dudes came running out. I got lucky because right as they came running out, there was a a group of like three or four cars that were coming in the opposite direction, and it kind of distracted the dogs. And I was able to like make my way out um, past them. But uh, on the way back, around the time that I was getting close to this house there was a elderly couple walking on the road and so I didn't want to like call you know make a bunch of noise like hollering at them and then two like maybe these dogs don't attack elderly maybe they just hate me because they see me running by there every day so they were too far ahead for me to really catch up with them and I didn't want to like start yelling and stuff but I caught up with them about the time that they were um, going past this driveway and I just kind of, I, I let them know, I was like, watch out. Because I saw that the the, um, the woman had uh, like a hiking stick and so I thought that they would be okay, but I let them know anyway, you know, hey, th- these guys in here, and I think that's exactly how I said it. <laughs> 
So I didn't, I wasn't really specific whether I was talking about the dogs or talking about the people that own the house or, you know, whatever. Maybe I was talking about mongoose or something. But uh, I told them, you know, these guys in here, they hate me. So just watch out. They may come chasing after me. And uh, the lady, uh, what did she say? Oh, she says something like, oh, dear, or something like that. It was like the um, the standard uh, older lady response to a situation like that. But so the dogs didn't actually come out, as far as I know. Um, but I did run as fast as I could uh, up the hill and all the way back to my truck. And so now that's kind of become a thing, uh, getting past this house. I, I sort of dread these dogs because I don't know when they're going to get their uh, their metal up and, like, actually start attacking me because they're pretty vicious. Like, I've been close proximity to them before, and I'm not one of these people that, like, tries to reach out and touch um, strange dogs, you know? So I wasn't, like, trying to uh, pressure them in to, like, let me pet them or anything, but uh, standing, you know, proximal to them, and, like, they would get close to me and like lunge at me and uh you know I would try to like back out and and keep going and um there it was like a walking dead episode with these dogs like jumping at me and trying to nip and stuff so kind of intense but it's just this one house the other uh eight miles are fine so yeah sorry about that I had to stop recording for a minute but um yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do about Old Beach Road. I mean, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going down there and, and running on Beach Road until I find a, a suitable art alternative or uh, they open up um, Narnia again. But, um, but yeah, so we'll see. I don't want to hurt the, the dogs because, like I said, they, they all look like they're blind. Um, I think little fire ants attack you know, animals around here and they get in the eyes. And I think that may be what happened to, they don't get inside the eyes, but they bite around the eye or they bite the the eye itself. And, um, it looks like it's just a real cloudy, um, lens. So for all intents and purposes, I, I believe these animals are, are partially blind, but, uh, so I feel bad for them. And I can understand why they're a little bit ornery. But at the same time, like, I don't really need a pack of dogs chasing me and trying to bite my ankles off every time I'm, I pass this one house. But, uh, but yeah, so that's one interesting thing. Um, I haven't seen a lot of white vans down there recently, so that's good. And not a whole lot of um, the smell of death either because that was becoming pretty routine I think most of that was uh chickens and um you know like hog people will kill wild hogs and then like sometimes they'll take the meat and like throw the rest of the carcass on the side of the road uh or sometimes I don't think they even take anything and they just throw the whole um the whole thing on off the side of the road into a ditch so you get these really gross um smells in some areas where they do that. Some jerks, they just throw, you know, their trash on the side of the road. So that too can can be 
stinky. It's a big problem. Uh, speaking of the other thing on Beecher that's happened over the last week, I went to to run. I don't even know what day, so I'm not even gonna try to like fake pretend like I I remember the day, but we'll just say it was early last week, right? So I go for my normal um, afternoon run. I get down there. There's a police truck blocking the road. Um, now is not a really good time to really be questioning the police or um, like even interacting with them, at least in my opinion. Uh, I respect everybody, you know, on a, on a professional and also just on a human level. So I'm not going to tr- try to cause trouble, but I was kind of curious. So I, I, even though I could clearly see that the road was blocked, I just kind of asked, you know, um, you know, what was going on or, or whatever, like in, in the least, um, entitled way that I possibly could. And, and the cop that was there, he was, he was fine about it, but, um, you could tell like he didn't want to be standing there for sure. And he definitely wasn't into helping me, but he gave me the best answer that he could muster, which was, um, there was a fire on the road and the road was closed. And so that was that. I just, you know, didn't make much of a, a deal about it. I turned my um, my truck around and I went home. Well, the next day I went back and, uh, you know, the road was open again. Parked in my normal place, started running uh, my normal route and came across a VW station wagon that was um, wrecked on the side of the road and it had one of those warning stickers that the cops put on your car like if you need to move it right away and uh, it didn't look like this VW was going to be moved at all so that's another problem in Hawaii is people abandon cars and I have a feeling that um, if history is going to repeat itself this car will eventually end up on fire out in the middle of um well, on the side of the road in the middle of uh, Beach Road out there. But um, cause that's a common sight is to see like a burned out car just in random places in the middle of nowhere. But um, but yeah, so I, I come down the road and um, I see this VW and somebody had already taken the wheels and it looked like the, the windows were bashed out, um, maybe from the accident, but it looked like... Um, Maybe a coconut had fallen on um, the windshield or maybe a head went into the windshield because it was bashed just in like one place. Um, so I, I don't know. I hope everybody was okay. Looked like all the airbags were deployed and all that jazz. So I'm not sure if the accident happened there or if the accident happened somewhere else and they just dumped the car there. Um, but there, there was a, a person actively uh, removing parts from this car. I, I don't think it was their car, but um, as I approach, and remember I've said before, I take a pretty devil-may-care attitude about um, all the goings-on around me because I'm just trying to get out 
you know, get my run complete and then um, safely make my way home and into my armchair or, or whatever. So I'm not giving this guy any static whatsoever. I'm just, you know, pretending like I'm not even there. But as I pass, um, he looks up and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, he starts explaining, you know, it's, I don't want it to go to waste. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, hey, that's that's your business. And I went on, you know, minding my business. And uh so that was that was the first time, but like I've I've seen the the appearance of this this um station wagon just uh deteriorate over the last week. Like more and more parts keep going missing from it. Um and so like I say, I'm assuming like it eventually it will it will be nothing but a rusted out, burned out uh, carcass on the side of the road. But we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you updated. Um, trying to think about anything else that happened on Beach Road. Besides the fire, not much. Uh, take just a few minutes because I wanted to um, to give a shout out to New Saigon. It's a fa place in Gila. Want to make sure I'm getting the name right. You can probably hear my neighbors. They are calling their dog. I think their dog got out. So they're trying to get the dog back in the yard. Anyways, yeah, so it's New Saigon, Vietnamese restaurant. Is it the best pho in town? I don't know. It's the only one that I ever go get. So um, I went there yesterday, and it's been a long time, like possibly a year since I got pho from this place. And so we got some beef ball pho for everybody at the house. And um, I actually ate it before I went on my run with the jalapenos and um, sriracha and everything. And it was good. And I did make it through the run. Um, I did have to make some stops, though. But, yeah, so New Saigon Restaurant, if you're in Hilo, you need to go there. It's right across the street from Ice Ponds where the kids um, jump over or they get on top of the rail and jump into ice pond it's right across the street go there uh it's i believe owned and operated by a sweet um vietnamese family i believe and they've always been really nice to me and the service has always been pretty good when i go there and the food's always excellent i only ever get pho so and um summer rolls not the fried ones, but the um, the ones that are like uh, rice uh, wrapper, and like um, they've got what's the leaf called? I can't remember the leaf, but it's it's kind of like a minty cilantro type flavor. You know, I think it's called summer roll, but um, I think that's the only thing I've ever gotten from there. But it's always good, and uh, I like them. And I endorse them. So, New Saigon Restaurant, that's uh, 96 Kalani. Oh, this is a tough one. 
Kalania Nole Naole Kalania Kalania Naole I'm not good with these names. It's right across the street from Ice Ponds. <laughs> so if you're in the area, go there. Uh, I don't think they have a website. But, uh, but yeah. New Saigon. The place for fall. So I was excited about uh, eating there. I tell you what, I have not had it in a little bit, but if you're in the market for some Korean food, you need to go to Yun's uh, Kitchen. That's why O-O-N-S, Yoon's Kitchen, Hilo. Most of the stuff you can make at home, but if you don't feel like it, like me, you can go to Yoon's Kitchen and you can get some bean bean bop or whatever other kind of Korean food you like. So go there. Do that. I hear their chicken's good too. I've never had it, but... Uh, it's good. Yes, the price point is a little high. But it's worth it. Yep. And so because my family's home and because they're being held hostage inside of their rooms while I record this podcast, I think I'm going to go ahead and end it for now. Thank you for um, for tuning in. I'm sorry that I didn't get... Um, too much stuff about running in there. It was mostly about like beers and um, other things, food. Uh, so it shows you where my priorities are. But uh, yeah, so one thing that I want to do is um, I want to get more running related content on this podcast. And because um, I feel like it's devolved into just uh, me telling the same type of uh, personal antidotes like every time and so I know that can't be interesting for everybody or anybody really um, so I want to get more like um, how to and um, sort of running related um, content onto the podcast and I would like for some of that to be in the form of um, you know having guests on so if you're interested if you if you run I don't care if you're um really good because I'm not really good uh, or, or experienced um, but if you if you want to come on and uh, talk about running and have uh, roosters or my neighbors or uh, my family or a cuckoo clock in the background then um, let me know you can um, email me I guess I think my email is on um, the running thought podcast site I believe I may need to set up some kind of contact form or something but somehow find a way to get in touch with me I know um if you go to the dynamicclint.com that's my um my personal site and so business.thedynamicclint.com that's my quote-unquote business site and so I know that's got my contact info on it but um if you want to get in touch with me and we can arrange to do a podcast together. I think it would be cool. I think it would be a lot better and a lot more interesting than just hearing my voice for, you know, an hour or two. Um, and I'm I'm always eager to share and talk about um, running or wherever with other people. So, uh, 
yeah, just reach out. Let me know. I wanted to give a shout out to um, my buddy Chris. I've talked about him before on this podcast, but he's getting ready to run the Georgia Jewel, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, in September. And um, I wish him a lot of luck on that. He's been training really hard, and um, I think he's been listening to the podcast. He didn't say whether he liked it or not, so (laughs) hopefully he's finding it somewhat beneficial. Um, But uh, thank you for tuning in to at least some of them, and um, I think he likes some of my... He gave me some kudos on Strava, so thanks for that. Um, But yeah, so shout out to him. Good luck on your training. It looks like you're doing all the right things. Um, So uh, keep it up. If you want to be on the podcast, let me know um, because I'd love to have you. Trying to think what else. Oh, yeah. So I got this idea in my head and I still, it's not fully formed. It's not even like partly formed and it may be pie in the sky, but um, I, I want to do it. It's going to take a lot of training though. Um, so I had this idea that I wanted to go back to Okinawa cause I love Okinawa and, um, I wanted to run around the entire island. And so I was thinking on that and I still want to do that. But, um, the problem with that is right now with COVID, maybe not the safest time to be traveling. Um, also, um, just, you know, with job security being what it is, non-existent, uh, I don't know if it's the best time to be spending a bunch of money to go to an island and um, vacation for however long it takes uh, to run around the thing. So I was thinking, well, you know, I live on an island and it's a pretty big island. Uh, I could always just run around this one and uh, I kind of want to do that anyway. I've run in different parts of this island, and I've probably, well, I've definitely run enough on this island to have run around it, Um, but so that's kind of a plan of mine, it's kind of like still being formed, so if you want to get on here and talk about how um, I can do that, or if you got tips or or anything, uh, my ears are open, uh, or if you want to help in any way, or if you want to run with me or, or whatever. So that's my plan. So I want to run around Okinawa. I want to do that for sure. But before I do that, I also want to run around Big Island. I know this has been done before because there, there's actually an ultra that you can sign up for, and it's like a 300 miler, I believe. I think they have like a one 100, 200, and 300 mile event, and it's totally self-supported, and I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. If I remember it, or if I can look it up, I'll mention it the next time I do a podcast, but so that's my goal now, is to run um, all the way around um, Big Island, and so when I say all the way around, I'm I'm thinking uh, highway, so running around on the, uh, the highways. Not necessarily like coastline or um, probably not going over Saddle Road, but like uh, go from KO to Hilo to um, up towards uh, Honoka and then um, Waimea and back down toward Kona. Uh, back to, you know, down to South Point, up towards Ka'u, 
and then Ka'u to Volcano, Volcano to um, Ko again, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so around that way. So I've not thought about any of like the uh, medical logistics or the food logistics or or any of that. Um, I've not mapped it out. I've not talked to anybody. I'm I'm thinking like bare minimum. I I need to. Well, I definitely need to have a support vehicle, and I'm going to try to reach out to um, Dr. Garrison over on Honolulu and see if he's got any um, any advice. And I may need to have some. Well, so my wife's a um, nurse practitioner, but I don't know if she would be super helpful with emergency medicine for like uh, this kind of endeavor so there's a lot to think about but uh and permitting too I don't know if you have to have a permit to, to do stuff like that I'm I'm a moron so I don't think about these things until like the day before so I've got to um I've got to sit down and like start doing some more concrete planning um but yeah so that's my goal and I, I'm thinking I'll begin pursuing that probably after I graduate um, grad school around this time next year. So I'm going to start training for it before then. And for training, I how do you even train for that? I don't know. I've, I've been contemplating running to, to work even like from my house, and so that's about uh, 25 miles. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, if that would help or not. So I'm completely lost. I'll let you know how it goes, but I just wanted to mention that too. That's my plan, run around Big Island. And then if that's successful, um, go to Okinawa and then do the same thing. Um because I love uh, Japan, but I also love um, Okinawa. That's kind of like where my heart is. That was the first country out, or the first place outside of the United States that I ever went. And it's such a beautiful place and uh, such uh, beautiful people that live there. Uh, and kind of like a, a simple, um, laid-back lifestyle. And I really love it. I would actually live there if um, it were possible to, uh, you know, like have income and uh, if it were feasible, more or less, like I would, I would definitely live there. Um, but yeah, uh, but I think that's it for this time. I'm going to set my family free, let them come back out into the rest of the house. But uh, all of you out there, um, stay safe and uh, wear a mask and wash your hands, and um, love each other, and hopefully I'll do another one of these soon, keep running, keep, um, keep doing whatever you do, and uh, if you don't listen to David Goggins, you need to start following him on Instagram, or um, get his book, uh, and read it, or even better, get the audiobook, and listen to him uh, narrate it and talk about it but yeah 
Y'all be good, and uh, I'll be back hopefully soon. Take care. Out.